Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buff Nation. Let's go. Historic day today, Ryan. Historic? Because we're talking about one of the best days in Colorado football history. Oh, yeah, we are. You know, people have been coming at me, obviously, from (laughs) across the border, um, talking about, how are you guys still talking about this? How are you reliving this? And I'm like, if your program literally ended the existence of another program <laughs> with one game, you'd still be talking about it too. Absolutely. Uh, we are the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour. 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. My name is Jake Schwann. It's RK next to me. We'll get into 62, 36. Uh, but we do have some news to talk about today. It seems like the H family has some news to break. I know. Five-star defensive lineman. You can't say that without throwing a name out yeah, there, Yeah, and then I think it was Sean above who said Colin Simmons. Oh, okay. So well, the news we're leading off with, though, is the Buffs are back in the number one transfer or number one spot in the transfer rankings. They thought they was going to get what we got. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. We're back where we belong. Like I said, back when we fell out of number one i was like well yeah it's just a matter of time before they start ranking our guys right that will get back in number one we'll probably fall to number two again then they'll finally rate jordan dominic and he'll get four stars like he should and then we'll be right back on top so yeah every player but five have been ranked three of them are specialists and then there's tyler brown jordan dominic uh the punter mark facet from louisville alejandro mata jace feely also not rated uh, but tyler brown and jordan dominic should get some at least some heavy weighted rankings to push yeah, them think, even further. I think Tyler will, will come in as a three star. Um, and I think Dominic will come in as a four star. If you nearly get double digit sacks in the SEC, you are a four star transfer. For sure. Um, he's a grad transfer too. So, I mean, the and guy knows ball. I don't know how they, I, they probably won't rate the specialists. No. I don't think. Uh, but like those guys should probably, like Vasette should probably be a three star. Mm-hmm. He legitimately set records at Louisville last yeah. year. Yeah. How old is he? <laughs> uh, I think. I think he's not. I think he's an undergraduate still. I okay. think he only played two years at Louisville. But he came from Australia, so he could have his, right. his eligibility clock could have started at any time. We had a thirty-year-old kicker on the team a couple of years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, from Australia. <laughs> was he good? He was. He was solid and super <laughs> nice guy. Well, there you go. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, going back to these transfer rankings, though. They okay. are okay. Go ahead. Uh, they are number one, um, but they are still a little bit behind, just in terms of like top of the line talent. I mean, LSU, USC, Florida State, behind them in the rankings. Um, 
both of the, all those schools have eight, seven, seven, four star guys. CU only has four, and of course Travis Hunter, the only five star. So, yeah, and I think they'll have at least one more. Another five star, four star. Oh, with Dominic. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, the, Colin Simmons was who they were talking about. Uh, he is coming to the spring game. Well, there five you go. star defensive lineman. It's another one. They're going after the dogs in the 24 class on the defensive line. April 22nd, man. Can't come soon enough. Can't wait. Um, I cannot believe I'm excited for the spring game. <laughs> Me either, honestly. <laughs> uh, so Colin Simmons, five-star consensus, 247 sports. Fifth overall recruit in the class. First edge, first Texas player. Oh, my God. Uh, from Duncanville High School in Duncanville, Texas. 6'3", 225. That is a lean edge right there. 45-plus offers. You name it. Alabama. All of them. Yeah. All number of them. one defensive yeah. lineman. Um, is he number one DL or number one in Texas? Number one edge. Okay. So. Jesus. Yeah. That's, that, like, maybe the... Just based on positional value, like the second most <laughs> coveted yeah. position, the number one guy at it. For sure. He had 22 and a half sacks last year. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a Duncanville school record. Class 6A defensive player of the year. Um, we don't even have 6A in Colorado. No. It's a different breed out there in Texas, man. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. Um, and then we also have Marcus Gorey, I'm assuming. It's G-O-R-E-E. He listed a top five that included Michigan, Tennessee, Nebraska, CU, and Michigan State. Someone commented on that post. He's coming to CU because the first school spell out MTN, Mountain. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I want to say the Buffs had someone with that last name before. Gory? Gory, yes. I feel like that's a thing. Someone tell me if I'm wrong. Comments come through. Um, Marcus Gory is 456 player overall in the class of 24. The 62nd athlete from Tennessee, Ryan. Okay. Bradley Central High School from Cleveland, Tennessee. Um, one of the better recruits out of that state. I mean, Coach Prime's been hitting it hard all <laughs> over the South, but it seems like Tennessee's been an area of focus of late. Am I ever wrong about these things? No. Never. Nope. Eugene Gorey. There you go. Uh, defensive tackle for the Buffs. Won the Buffalo Heart Award. 6-1-3-10. That's impressive. Buffalo Heart doesn't go to just anyone. That's a fun thing for people to know. There you go. Buffalo Heart Award goes to the player who, I guess, best uh, exemplifies the spirit of the Colorado Buffaloes, and it's voted on by the, by the fans. Um, so it's, to me, it's like the most prestigious thing that you can, you can win mm -hmm. as a player. It's like you're the ultimate fan favorite, but not just like because you're good. It usually has to do with like – the the way you play you know what i mean what is it again buffalo the heart? buffalo heart award yep. h-a-r-t or h-e-a-r-t -E i think um i'm trying to i remember i got an email for uh, the awards last year so i'm trying to find out who won that award this year oh i could probably tell you um i want to say quinn perry maybe i don't That's know it stuck out to me off the top of my head I'll look through. I'll find it. Um, the other news that we have, well, not really news. We wanted to debate this, but uh, Cam Mellor of uh, College Football Network posted oh, his Pac-12. Oh, Brady Russell. There yep. you go. Of course. Yep. 
Uh, he posted his Pac-12 quarterback rankings, and we felt that uh, Shador was actually rightfully placed. We don't have any complaints about this list. I wouldn't say rightfully placed, but it's hard for me to tell you why you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're putting him behind Penix. Yep. <clears throat> I fourth. personally think that Shador might end up being better. But it's hard for me to make that case until it's happened. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Cam Rising at three. He revealed he tore his ACL. So um, that's going to be a storyline going through this offseason. Bo Nix at number two, Caleb Williams. Number one, of course, so Shador at five, ahead of Jaden Delora, Colin Schley slash Dante Moore, Cam Ward, and the rest. Um, he's got a chance to kind of advance through the ranks and prove that he's up there with Michael Penix and the best in the pack. I think the thing that I read was wrong. I don't think he won the Buffalo Heart Award. I have the email pulled up. It's just there's... 8,000 awards that they gave out. <laughs> so, anyways, some of the notable winners Bobby Purify, who we'll talk about in a yep. second, Joel Klatt, Ryan Walters, coach of uh, Purdue. There you go. Um, so, you got names that other people might know. Philip Lindsay. It was Brady Russell. And Nate Landman. I told you that. Yep. Well, I thought you said you didn't know. No, I was talking about Eugene Gorey. Oh, oh, oh. Who, there's got to be a relation between Eugene and Marcus. Well, You're not going to be able to Google it, though. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Well, there you go. Lineage to see you. Let's talk about... He's from Tennessee, you said, right? Yeah. Gory? Yeah. So is Eugene Gory. Murfreesboro. I don't think it was Murfreesboro. Or Murfreesboro. But still, Tennessee, last name Gory. Yeah. Football player. Interested in CU? Yeah. Gotta Calling be. my shot here. At Gotta the very be. least, it's like a nephew. Have to be uh, related in some capacity. All right, you ready to talk about 62 to 36? There's n- literally nothing that I'm more ready to talk about at all times of my life. Well, let's talk about DraftKings Sportsbook all first, right. an all official right. sports betting partner. I'm also usually prepared to talk about that. Of the NBA. Do the Nuggets play tonight? They do not, sadly. They won last night, though. They did win last night, and we got the Yoke triple-double. Shout out Mike Malone, because the, er, the Nuggets were up like 15 points mm-hmm. late in the game. And they left Yoke in to get one more assist so nice. he could get the triple-double. There you go. Thank you, Mike Malone. Your DraftKings account thanks him. Um, we got Buffs basketball tonight. Buffs, I think, are four-point underdogs to ASU. Last time they played them earlier in the year, it was a heartbreaking loss. On the road. They played them in Boulder. No, but I'm saying oh, this tonight one. Oh, tonight ro- on the road, yep. Only four-point dogs Only four on the road? Points. Yeah. God, I wish this team didn't make me feel the way that they have. They're just a complete wild card, though. Yeah. I mean, they really could cover four. They could win this game outright. So. Yeah, but it just comes down to KJ, in yeah. my opinion. And like he just hasn't been the same since he missed those few games with injury. And Tristan on the road. The splits are they're not good <coughs> home to road. Sad. Team's got to figure it out. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DMVR. And you can bet on the Nuggets, the Buffs. With the promo code DMVR, new customers can get five dollars and two or bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Gambling problem? Call one 4700 Also, shout out to our friends at Jive Hive. Jive Hive is a virtual dispensary on wheels that can deliver wherever you may be at your work, at your home. If you've been partying, Jive Hive is the best way to get weed delivered to you directly. Just visit jivehive.com. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. You get your order delivered the same day or scheduled delivery window. They'll be there to say hi. 
Head over to drivehive.com and enter your address to find out if DriveHive can deliver to your door. Now serving in Aurora, Greenwood Village, Monument Fountain, and various areas of El Paso County. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. Don't drive, Jive Hive. Where do we start with this, Ryan? Set the scene for us. I'll set you my scene. Okay. I am nine years old. Okay. Uh, My mom has a new-ish boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I am... I like him a lot. Uh, my sister, a little more iffy on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he invites me to go to the game with him. Huge move. I, I, I've i never been more excited for maybe anything in my life. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously the day after Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. I don't think I slept a lick, dude. Yeah. I knew like I had like my outfit planned out <laughs> on the bed. Just like one of the most... I don't think I've ever been this excited for a sporting event. We spent all of Thanksgiving dinner just talking about it. Like that is unbelievable. So uh, I've written about this before. Maybe I should share this story again um, for some of the the newer fans. Um, we wake up and I think the game's like a one thirty kick, mm-hmm. and Buddy is like, "We got to get there at six a.m. to start tailgating." <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, I didn't sleep anyway. So right. I'm like, all right, I'm out of bed by like 5.30, ready yeah. to go. Um, we, at the time, had this gigantic tailgate rig. Uh, it's basically like like the size of like the wooden part of the studio. Um, a grill that long that you have to like take in on a trailer. Yeah. It has like a hood and like all these like pipes coming off of it to uh, vent it out. And so we pull up with this thing at like, I don't know, maybe it's like 6.30 a.m. The guy's like, sorry, the lot doesn't open until 8.30. Buddy just pulls out like 100, hands it to the guy. He's like, I think it opens now, actually. <laughs> Let's us in. And, dude, I'll just never forget the buzz. I don't think it's I've ever felt anything like it ever since. Um it just felt like Boulder was the center of the college football world. Mm-hmm. Like all the cameras and, you know, you know, the ABC and you got Brett Musburger there. And like, I don't know if game day was there, but it, it had that sort of yeah. feeling and that sort of atmosphere around it. Um, and it's why I'm sitting right here. Like that game, I fell in love with college football in a way that like, just could never be replicated by any other sport. And that's why I always tell everyone the buffs are my first love, the buffs are my first love, because there's just something about a college football game with those stakes that I just, it has a different vibe and a different feel to it um, than, you know, anything else. Also, that's my stepdad now for, you know, the right my entire life since then. I've got, went to every game with him when I was a kid going up until, you know, I went to college and I had my own tickets. Um, but yeah, that game in that that atmosphere in the stadium, I think is like I've been chasing that high ever since that day, you know, twenty two years ago. Yep. Uh, they hadn't won in ten years, right? Yep. Since nineteen ninety, the national championship. Game <clears throat> the the last two games before that, they should have won, mm-hmm. and they lost on missed field goals. Mm. Um. So one, I was like. Gosh, I want to say 
One, they, they, they missed the field goal, which sent it to overtime, and they lost because of that. And the other one, they like missed the field goal. That would have been for the win, and they lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like there was hope for us, but Nebraska was number one, man. Yep. Number one. And Eric Crouch was the runaway Heisman. Mm-hmm. So people didn't, outside of Boulder, thought like, okay, well, they kind of missed their chance over the last couple of years. You know what I mean? Um, and it was uh, like a just like an angry atmosphere in the stadium, you know, like mm-hmm. that hate for Nebraska is very, very real. And back then it was even more real than it is now because the rivalry was fresh and, and still alive and Buffs fans were so hungry to get that win. Um, and this was sent to us by one of our followers, uh, John Griffith, who sent us this article that was in the Lincoln Journal Star that day. The headline is Buffalo's pose no real threat, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, by the way, no media is more delusional than Nebraska media. Yeah. Just so you know. Okay. Um, Can't wait. A couple things that really stood out to me from this article. Um, so he says something along the lines like it, of Colorado beating Nebraska is about as likely as Eric Crouch getting pregame jitters, which I find to be hilarious because I'm pretty sure he starts the game 0 for 5 uh, and has seven carries for zero yards. Yeah. So. I think uh, both of those things happen, pre-game jitters. And then here's the other one that I love. Um, Where is it? For all the bad luck and close calls the U.S. had against Nebraska, for all the hopeful Colorado media who say the Buffaloes will finally give them uh, reasons to wade their faded black and gold pom-poms, and for all the heart they've shown while erasing the nightmare of 2000, the Buffs can't possibly match the Huskers' penchant for a put-up or shut-up game. Insane. And then the ball was kicked. Then the ball was kicked. And the very first play, Sean Tufts busts through the line, tackles Eric Crouch for a loss of four yards. That kind of set the tone. It really did. Um, and one thing that I think a lot of the, uh, I'll mention, you know, I want to hear your reaction. I'll mention a lot of things that I feel like get lost in the shuffle. One of the things that gets lost in the shuffle is the Buffs had Jay Sean Sykes, mm-hmm. who was an all-American linebacker, one of my favorite players ever growing up. He was like a linebacker, wore number seven, which was sick, um, had the neck roll or like mm. the cowboy collar, yeah. <laughs> and just was sideline to sideline flying around. He was hurt. And Joey Johnson had to step in at linebacker, and you know Sean Tufts and Drew Walrus had higher um, you know, responsibilities because of it. And so for Sean Tufts to bust through the line and take him down on the first play, which, of course, the whole pregame, they're talking about how Nebraska scored on the first play yeah. like four years in a row, which is right. insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they go minus four on the first play, and you're right. It just kind of – the crowd, dude, in that moment was insane. And so, yeah, that, that got things off on the right track. Um Real quick rewind, though. Just before the game, the broadcast, it cracked me up. The guy running out like with the Nebraska coach, literally asking him, oh, yeah. what's your first play going to be? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what so. is that? Also, how about right before they toss it from like Bristol or wherever they are? Yeah. They go, both teams like to run the ball, and Nebraska does it a hell of a lot better. Yep. <laughs> Not on this day. Um, Nebraska quickly went three and out. Um, route was kind of on from there. Uh, yes. The Buffs, I think... Didn't really do anything first, second down, then third down. Uh, Bobby Pesaveno had the – I don't remember who it was to. Matt Brunson. Yes. Gained a 26 yards. Corner out. Yep. Um, this is something that – I've watched this game so many times. 
every time I like see something new and, you know, now that I think I've become a little bit more of a uh, football nerd. Sure. Um, I was like, oh, man, you can clearly see that Gary Barnett and the offensive staff, the offensive staff, which includes Eric Bieniemy, I'm yep. sure you saw uh -huh. as running backs coach uh, and John Embry. Um, they clearly saw the corner route was like a huge advantage for them. Yeah. Um, and almost every passing play they hit was either a corner or a drag. Mm -hmm. It was like, we're just going to run a bunch of play action and get, you know, mess with these linebackers and hit these corners and drags. And that was cool to see. Uh, on that note, Craig Bull on the sideline for Nebraska, too. Yep. Yeah, I love watching old games like that because it somehow always works out. They'll show a random assistant coach, and it's like, wait, I know that guy. 100%. He's like been on TV a lot, or he's been coaching for X amount of years. 100%. Um, the play after that third and seven, Bobby Purify takes his first carry of the game, 39 yards to the house. Yeah, and they're like... Right up the gut. Roasting. Brent Musburger can't get past the fact that he like slows up on the yeah, two-yard line. <laughs> uh, and I think it was Gary Danielson who had the best point. He's like, I think... The hole was so big, and there was so few people around him that he thought the whistle blew. Yeah. He looks over his shoulder like, is this happening right, right now? Right, for real. That's That was what I got from it. It was almost like disbelief or just like, uh, there has to be a, a whistle or something. There's no way I can run through the Nebraska Cornhuskers defense just and, untouched. And you know who was so desperately out of position on that play and on damn near every play for the rest of the game? Uh, the entire linebacking core? Jamie Burrow... Ooh. brother of joe burrow wow yes uh i heard the name i wondered that. yes jamie burrow um both sorry J joe burrow's dad uh-huh and both of his brothers played at nebraska interesting joe burrow wanted to go to nebraska and they didn't recruit him really how insane is that that is wild he what a wanted to face. go to nebraska yep. and they did not recruit him insane uh ensuing drive two plays in Donald Strickland stands up, Duran Diedrich, forcing the fumble. It's just one of those classic scrums, man, where... Oh, yeah. That ball was rolling. <laughs> it was. And then it's one of those weird scrums where the scrum... The ball's not even in the scrum. Like, right. whoever picked it up, like, the scrum went over him, and he just had the ball. Yes. And then the ref saw it eventually. Oh, like, oh wait. He's Colorado like, ball. Right he's there. like, I yeah. got it right here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's one of those things where it's like when, I, when you go back and watch, and you're like, what, what made this game this game? That fumble is like Colorado yep. has all the momentum. Nebraska fumbles it, which Nebraska, especially in those days, that was their Achilles heel was fumbling the football. Mm -hmm. um, it was like the one thing that you could you always felt like we can win this game if we force force a bunch of fumbles. You know, it's kind of the option, right? right? You yeah. know, but Colorado then gets it and the momentum meter like they have in Madden now is just like exploding. Yeah. <laughs> the fans are just beside themselves the sound of that stadium is something i'll never forget and like i've only experienced that pitch of and like i said it's like that anger yeah like that's why college football rivalries are so special it because was spiteful yes there's hate in the sound of the fans yes. uh and in that moment it was just like this this might be our day um so matt duran was the guy that recovered the fumble denver native also yeah a lot of colorado kids um on that team, huh. which I found to be interesting, and a lot of Texas. And you know, we, we yeah. were just talking about recruiting the kid out of Texas, mm -hmm. Simmons, right? Yeah, we were saying he's yeah. Um, that was one thing that I, I I noticed, you know, and it's always been a, a spot for us. Alfred Williams, Canavis McGee, like these guys from Texas have always made a huge, huge difference. Um, it'd be nice to tap back into that. 
For sure. Um, another takeaway I had just on the crowd. I feel like crowds looked bigger on the four by three like camera shots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I feel it. Like it, when they pan, it's like, oh my god, these stands are towering up above each other. But then I know what Folsom Field looks like, mm -hmm. and I was like, no, there's no way. Also, oh, and Folsom Field's bigger now. Yes. And yep. it's weird to see the void where the champion center is. And where all the uh, box seats yes. are, where you know has the big 1990 national champion sign up there. That's not there. The champion center isn't there. Mm -hmm. It's just Dow Ward and then just like openness. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Um, so after the fumble, the Buffs get it back on the very next play. Pesavano finds All-American tight end Daniel Graham on a corner route. 21 yards, touchdown. Daniel Graham, Texas, I think. Um, what a beast. He was a freight train that you know, day. You know, it's funny because he got to the league and goes to the Patriots. And this is obviously the pre-Gronk Aaron Hernandez Patriots. And I think they wanted him to bulk up and just become a blocking tight end. So, like, yeah. when you talk about his NFL career, which involves multiple Super Bowls, he just he's just thought of as, like, almost an extra offensive lineman because he was just such a beast in the blocking game. And he was in this game too. But in this game, you see him like smoking linebackers and coverage and oh, safeties. Yeah. Yep. Um, the buffs were up 14, nothing one minute and 22 seconds elapsed off the game clock. Crazy. Just killing them. Uh, in, you know, in the comments, I mentioned LaVisca out, mm -hmm. out of high, out of Texas. Like there's been some just unreal game changers coming, coming from Texas for Colorado. Yep. Um, so the game kind of hits a little bit of a lull here. Well, um, how about Bobby Purify has the 78? Yeah. Yep, okay. I was getting to it. Um, two punts exchange, but Bobby Purify, the 78-yard touchdown, called back on a holding. On some bullshit. Dude, that was one of the biggest holes I think I've ever seen watching football. Yes, and it, and there was not a hold there. No. Like They call it in the center, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched Even it. both of the announcers are like, uh, I don't know if I see anything there. Yeah. And like you know, of course, in the stadium, and you're just like they're bailing them out, like classic Nebraska <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it was crazy. Nebraska's first four drives. Oh, yeah, Daniel Graham's a Colorado kid. That's my bad. Oh, there you go. First four drives to Nebraska: punt, fumble, punt, turnover on downs. Eric Crouch slips on the fourth and one, running the triple option, and uh, so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um like dominating them was awesome and then eric crouch just falling flat on his face was also so awesome yep i was watching that and just wondering literally like, and figuratively i couldn't believe he was like the guy that the nfl scouts wanted well, yeah i mean not really though because they tried to convert him to wide receiver mm. right when he got to st louis i think he was drafted by the rams uh and they tried to convert him to re receiver and he said i'd rather retire than play receiver wow. so he never even played in the nfl that's crazy I didn't know that. Um, so then next Colorado drive, uh, Pesavano finds Graham again. Um, he gets all the way down the one-yard line. How long? He ran for like 50-some yards or something, like just down the top sideline on the – Who's uh, that? Daniel Graham. Oh, Pesavano yeah. finds him. He runs all the way to the one. Yep. And then Pesavano sneaks it in like two plays later. Yep. Um, the bus are up 21 to nothing. It's like seven minutes left to go in the first quarter. <laughs> and like the announcers are – they just don't even know what to say. Mm -hmm. They're just like, what is yeah. happening here? Blown like, away. Yep. Uh, Nebraska finally scores a field goal, and then Chris Brown starts just going off. Um, it was a lot of Bobby Purify early on, but Chris Brown comes in. Eventually scores six touchdowns. Yeah. Chris Brown, uh, someone in the comments said, like, that was the day Chris Brown became my childhood hero. Same. Yeah. Um, in 
what I didn't know at the time, you know, nine years old, um, I obviously followed the Buffs closely, uh, especially that whole season. Uh, you know, uh, that was the first season I went to every game except one, mm-hmm. which I've written about. I didn't go to the Fresno State game that they opened that they the lost. season and lost. That, by the way, that's David Carr oh, uh, really? as the starting quarterback and someone else who was like really dope. Um, so they lose to David Carr in Fresno. I didn't go to the game for stupid reasons. And I went to every game after that up until last season. Mm-hmm. Last season, missed it for one of my best friend's weddings. It was the first game I missed since the second game of that season. Insane streak. Um, but I didn't realize at the time as a kid, like Chris Brown was the third string running back. Yeah. It was Corlin Johnson who gets hurt early in the game, yep. Bobby Purify, and then Chris Brown. And then obviously Chris Brown becomes kind of like him and Bobby kind of are the stars the next season, which is like, you know, now I'm now I'm like fully in. Right. Um, so like I always just thought like, yeah, Chris Brown was the star. No, like that kind of was when he became the star. Yep. Um, he scores his first touchdown, scores 28 to three. The Buffs had rushed for 130 yards, three touchdowns on only 10 attempts. <laughs> Wild. Uh, Chris Brown scored again after that, and the score was 35 to three. It was over. The game was done. And we're it in the seemed, second quarter. It seemed. It seemed. And that's that. That's something that I remember every time I rewatch this. Is like, wow, there was some adversity in this game. Yeah. Um. And, and I just tweeted at Bobby Pesavento, who tweeted at me this morning, uh, who of course is the quarterback of that game. And man, the ball was looked incredible coming out of his hand in that game. <laughs> he was throwing it. Um. Six five. Like, you could sling it, but. In the article written by the uh, Lincoln Journal Star, they called him the slow-footed but gutsy Pesavento. Mm. And again, you just like a little new nugget. They're down. The, the lead gets cut to twelve. Yep. The Buffs have the ball deep in their own territory, and there's a chance they go three and out and punt the ball back. It could be a one-score game. Mm-hmm. Slow-footed but gutsy Bobby Pesavento scrambles out of the pocket on a play-action fake. I think he runs for like twenty-three yards. That might be the biggest play of the game. Yep, for sure. Because then they get right back to running the rock. Chris Brown goes for a long touchdown, and you know order is restored in the game. But right, I, you almost forget like because it was such a bludgeoning of that Nebraska defense um, that you know has a stupid nickname for themselves and they they yeah. think they're all proud. <laughs> um, that you you forget that for a second there it was like oh no. Are they going to get back in this? Right. So, yeah, at halftime, uh, CU goes in up 42-23. Nebraska gets the ball to start the half, and they have a drive. And they get all the way down to the one-yard line, fourth and one. Donald Strickland, once again. Beast. Just, I mean, that's just targeting the ball at its finest right now. <clears throat> right. And I think it's Walrus who kind of stands him up, mm-hmm. grabs him from the lower half, and you know Strickland just pops ball, pops the ball out, uh, and they fall on it, and it's just like okay, and it just we falls right into I yeah. don't remember whose it is, yep. but just falls right into a guy's hands. Um, massive momentum there. The Buffs only had like three drives, or they I think they had three drives in the third quarter, but they were all short drives because they were they got the ball on the one mm-hmm. after the fumble, so they had to punt away. Um, Nebraska like drove back down. I think they might have scored a touchdown, made it like thirty to forty-two. Yep. And then the Buffs went three and out. And then Nebraska, I think, had another long drive, um, and they score. Or did they? I score? think that's the drive that preceded the Pesavento oh, okay. um, scramble that I was mm-hmm. talking about. So they pinned them down deep. 
And then um, kind of towards the end of the third quarter or start of the fourth quarter, Chris Brown scores, I don't know, was this his third, fourth touchdown yeah. at that point? I think it was his fourth. And then five and six are the ones that just like completely yeah. make it a blowout. Um, but it was close for that uh, after the, in the third quarter. What's funny is like I don't remember that. I remember a lot of things about the game. I don't remember being nervous in the stands. And I think it's just like when you run the ball like that, mm-hmm. it's just so hard. Like it's you're just so confident that like we're gonna be able to get a drive when we need it. Yep. I mean they were just caving in the front seven. The linebackers were completely uninterested in trying to fit the run. They what? were just out of the picture the entire yeah. time. I know. It's insane. Rewatching that game every time, it just like this linebacker's over here, this linebacker's over here, and the, yeah. there goes the running back right up the middle. Right up the middle. Um, Andre Girard and Victor Rogers. I mean, two future NFL players who were just eating mm-hmm. in that game. There's the one Chris Brown touchdown where Girard takes his man all the way out of the back of the end zone and plants him on the ground. And it's just like, and they show him running the sidelines. The players are just going insane. Um, not really related to the game, but Bob Stoops calls into the game to for start so to, long. What is going on? Bob Stoops is <laughs> he's like got a game. He has a game that they lost. Yes, they go on to lose that game. So Colorado plays Texas, and a friend of the DNVR Broncos podcast, Chris Sims, the uh, next week. Yes, he actually got injured, and Major Applewhite had to come in for mm. him. Um, but Oklahoma loses that day. They're like the favorites to go to the national championship after Nebraska loses mm-hmm. Oklahoma loses. So they don't go to the big 12 championship. So Nebraska and Oklahoma, uh, who are like the two favorites to win the big 12 all year long. Neither yep. of them go to the championship game. Uh, Colorado beats Texas and you know, then gets snubbed and somehow Nebraska goes to the national championship. What is that? I'm so glad we still have to deal with that shit. Kind of. Yes. I'm so glad we're out of the BCS era, though. Oh, I know. And I think it was like 0. 0.01 point or something. So bad. Of BCS points that like ends up having Nebraska go over Colorado because Colorado is 15 going into that game. They jump all the way up to like five, I think, going into the Texas game. They mm-hmm. beat Texas. So now it's like, oh, okay, well, we're going. Yeah. Um, now, the other side of this is it's kind of great because Miami – an unstoppable Miami team just mops Nebraska. Right. So it's like, all right, fine. Um, they can take that beating. I think there's like 10 or more NFL players on that. Like that's like, it's hard to remember who all those, those guys, but I think that was like Clinton or no, 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 not Clinton Portis. Um, Willis McGahee. Willis McGahee. Yes. Uh, Ken Dorsey. Dorsey. Yeah. Cause they're talking about Jeremy Shockey. Andre and Johnson. Graham. Yeah, exactly. Just like that team was, I don't know if anyone was beating. Them. No, no one was. Um, yeah, I'm glad we're out of that. Also, the lack of replay, and this was before replay was implemented. I don't remember which play it was, but in the third quarter, like a, it was a Nebraska catch that they just like decided, nope, just incomplete. Like they don't even look at it. They don't show a replay. Like I'm glad we're past that stage of college football too, because that sucked. Kind of a, kind of nice, honestly, watching it. In my opinion, it's just like whatever the call is, that's what it is, and like you don't even get a replay that shows whether they're right or wrong. I get it, but it's frustrating, <laughs> it is, man. It is. And, 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 yeah, I mean, it's nice that they get it right now. The thing is, they don't always get it right now. Right, and I that's, know. That's my thing is, like, I was talking about this uh, when it came to the Super Bowl. I'm just like, if we're going to try and use technology to get it right, let's use as much technology as we possibly can to get everything as right as we possibly can. We're, like, right. half in on tech right now. I know. Like, have a sky skybox ref mm-hmm. who's watching from upstairs. They get to see all the replays. They can buzz into the ref, say that's not 
defensive holding. Yeah. That's not this, you know, whatever. Um, it's not going to fix everything. And like a, you know, a judgment call is often going to stay how it is. But let's go all in. We should have the same technology they use for VAR in soccer to see if mm -hmm. the ball crossed the goal line. For see sure. if the football crossed the goal line. Yep. No, I agree. We'll get there one day. Um, back to Bob Stoops. We got a Quentin Griffin mention when he was talking. Oh, wow. I know. Broncos, not legend. Not legend, but he was a dog. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Tiny guy. Little guy. He had some wheels, though, man. Mm -hmm. um, man, I think we actually kind of covered everything there. Anything else you want to touch on before we talk to the people? Uh, a couple f just like fun things that I remember about that game. Um, the, jum the Jumbotron operators had the game of their lives. Um, <laughs> they had like made all these skits uh -huh. that they would play up there. That was like Boulder versus Lincoln. Mm -hmm. So it would be like, or it was like Colorado versus Nebraska. So it would be like Colorado and like show like all these like extreme sports and all this stuff. And then it would be like Nebraska. It would be like a cow, like, <laughs> no, like grazing on grass. Literally like, some corn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the crowd would just lose their fucking yeah. minds. Um, that's something that always sticks out to me. I wish I could like, I bet you they still have those files somewhere. I want to like relive those. Bring them out. Uh, yeah, this year. exactly. Um, and just like the elation after the game um, was like nothing else. Like we went back out to the tailgate spot, which is right outside of the stadium after mm -hmm. charging the field. Um, which Brett Musburger clearly had never seen the like collapsible goalposts. Yeah, Th they're going down so quickly. <laughs> like, That's the fastest I've ever seen the fans take down a goalpost. Like, it wasn't the fans. It wasn't they, the fans. They took down, but, but we did get the other one. Uh, and so like everyone is just partying on the field for felt like an hour. Yeah. And then we go back out to the tailgate site, and like they don't let you do this anymore. But like we just stayed out there like all night, and like everyone did. Like no mm -hmm. one left. Folsom. Everyone just stayed there celebrating and like cheersing and reliving all the moments and talking about it, talking shit to every Nebraska fan that walked by. Uh, so yeah, it was a. Uh, I would like that game changed my life. Yeah, for sure. It's uh legitimately ended Nebraska's program. Exact, and that was the oh, that was the last point. So the Buffs go on to win the conference championship the next week. Nebraska has not won a conference championship since then. So they, I think they won the year before, mm -hmm. or recently before them. That that conference championship that Colorado won the next week is the most recent, more recent than any one that Nebraska has. Nebraska has never been the same since that day. Um, I even had a couple of their fans in my mentions today, like admitting, we've never been the same since. That is like the most beautiful <laughs> thing I could ever read. Love them that. admitting it because I know it. Yeah, seeing them admit it is a beautiful thing. Yeah, uh, for me, it was just cool seeing that because I never really watched the the Nebraska, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. um, so I got to see it, I guess, in its final form, yeah. truly. There you go. I can see you. Uh, get your questions in now, guys. Hit that thumbs up button. We're only at 108. We can get to 200. Three Nebraska fans in here hitting yep, us with the thumbs sure. down. Got to drown them out with <laughs> at least 92 more thumbs up. Before we get to your questions, shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery and DMVR have teamed up to give uh, some lucky DMVR fans the ultimate game day experience, not just for the Nuggets, but for the Avs also. For the Avs, they are giving, we are giving away two tickets to their March 9th game. That's a Thursday against the LA Kings. You also get Lexus Club access, That's a parking pass. Happy birthday. Uh, no, not. It's my birthday on March time. 9th. Oh, yes. well, that's what I meant. <laughs> DMVR gear uh, also included. The Nuggets giveaway is going to be March 30th. 
that is also a Thursday. They are playing the New Orleans Pelicans. Two tickets courtside, row two. Also, Lexus Club access, parking pass, DMVR gear. Head on over to thednvr.com slash Breck Sweeps and complete the form to enter. Must be 21 or older. Links are also in the show description, and winners will be selected one week before each game. So you have oh, what, about two weeks before this Avs giveaway then? Yep. So there you go. Damn, um, I'm going to be 31 in a, less than a month. That's sucks. crazy, man. I turned 30 this year. Don't let anyone lie to you and say that it's great. I'm, it's just not. I'm expecting <laughs> that exactly. So uh, shout out to the American Raptors at Affinity Park. If you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby just may be your next ride. Uh, the American Raptors moved on, moved up to the brand new Super Rugby Americas. Make sure you follow along at DMVR underscore rugby. Their guy, Colton Strickler, uh, also follow the DMVR Rugby podcast. They keep you updated with everything rugby there. Um, exclusive interviews, all that stuff. Shout out American Raptors at Infinity Park. In the comments, Tyler Brown wants to know if you know what the N on Nebraska's helmet stands for. Um, no. The old joke is knowledge. Ah. But <laughs> I have an updated version of this because one of the most hilarious things ever happened last year when Nebraska went to Dublin to right. play Northwestern. Yes. They lost, of course, as yes. like 14 and a half point faves, which yep. was incredible. But an incredible thing happened where Nebraska fans thought that like the Irish were supporting them because they had these red ends. <laughs> in their car windshields and they're like oh this is cool they like taped that in there to like yeah. choose a side no the n actually stands for novice and it's something that <laughs> new drivers Yikes. when they get their license have to have for the first two years of driving on their car <laughs> that's hilarious so i say the n stands for novice um someone else said great pod do the cu oklahoma 07 game or the cu georgia 2010 game next um we should do that like we you know it can be part of our off-season series you watch sure. a game for the first time i give yeah. My experiences from it, I think that was fun. Oklahoma 07, I think I've told you a little bit about. That one was insane. The Bradford-DeMarco Murray game? Yep. And then uh, Georgia in 2010 is an interesting one for several different reasons. Matt Stafford? Or is he graduated I by I think then? it was Murray. Okay. Remember that guy? Yeah, Aaron Murray. Um, Aaron Murray and A.J. Green. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, and that was my first, uh, my one of my first games as a student. So that was fun. Dope. Which one do we do next then? I don't know. We're at, we're at 2001. There's a couple other bangers before we get all the way to 07. So I'll, I'll have to uh, I'll have to make the list. Okay, sounds good. Looking forward. We have to, we also have to see which ones are on YouTube. That's I know true. I know our guy Ted, um, who went into the archives to find that picture of me. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> other day has he's the king of the archives of what's available on YouTube. So I'll hit him up. There we go. Maybe you can help me find some uh, NFL 22 film on YouTube also. Probably not. I I found some before. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. they're it's Old like a, stuff. It, oh. Like 90s, early 2000s. That sounds sick. Yeah. All right. Questions? From Angela. Angela's back. She says, did CU hiring Coach Prime, ruin Matt Rule's mojo at Nebraska? Matt Rule sounds like a defeated man. Matt Rule says he will recruit high school mostly... Not winning with that idea. was So Rule was definitely hired before Prime was, right? Yes. Like 
just before. I want to say that. Yeah, it feels right. I feel like Rule was one of the first ones. Right, because wow, it smells like bacon. It smells like bacon hardcore. Oh, it smells so good in here. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one that's like, damn. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah, like Nebraska fans were kind of doing their whole like victory lap thing. Um. Of course, they would have never hired Coach Prime because they're Nebraska. Yeah. Um. Which is obviously idiotic, but I mean, our benefit. Did they really have any momentum though, even after the Matt Rule hire? I don't think so. Anyways, um, I see defeated man too. Yeah, like even like his personal upkeep looks like it's lagging. Huh. Um, ever since I, th- I, I think going to the NFL and just getting smacked around has to just like beat down your ego quite yep. a bit. Yep. Um. So we'll see. We'll see. They did have some some good recruiting wins. Like I can't deny that. They did. Uh, obviously, they got Malachi Coleman because of right. his mom. Um, <laughs> he'll probably transfer to Colorado eventually. But of course, uh, yeah. So you know they they're pr- they're better now than they were this time last year. I think. Yeah, I mean the Scott Frost experiment was a complete disaster. So and it started with a loss to the Buffs. How beautiful yep. is that? I remember watching that game too. That game was sick. It was a great game. Uh, next one. Andre asks, did y'all see the well-off video last night? Man, Tyler Brown going to be a problem. The boys are working. Dude, Tyler Brown looks bigger every time I see him. I know. The Did you watch the tug of war? No. Between them? Yeah. They were talking cool. about that a bunch in the comments. Yeah. Oh, wait. I think I did. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I saw a clip, like, teasing it. Cameron Soman Craig. Dog. Really? Yes. Damn. Uh, Jimmy, he went again. I can't remember who was on his side. But uh, he was, like, the close guy on his side of the rope, not, like, the, the anchor, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they were going up against Jimmy Horn and Montana, and Cam was dragging those kids. Damn. Yep. Good stuff yesterday and well off, though. Bucky's, uh, Bucky's part killed me oh, <laughs> explaining his, his trip oh, from yeah. Denver to Boulder in the <laughs> snow yesterday. That's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, super chat from EJ. We are coming up from Houston. Six people. Let's go. What's up with the tailgate action? Uh, we will have more information on that next yep. week. Keep it tuned here. Uh, we'll let you know everything you need to know. But we can't wait to hang with you, EJ. And also, thank you for the generous super chat. Yep. Appreciate you. DC. We're already getting hit up like like um, businesses are interested in partnering with us. <laughs> For the spring game, and it's just like every time I hear shit like that, it just blows my mind. It's wild. Maybe we get a legal pizza out there. Maybe. Oh. DCB channel asks Tua to ask about who the team captains will be. That's actually a good, fun question. I think Shador. Shador for sure. Um. I mean Trevor Woods, Van Wells. Uh, yeah, Van Wells. I mean, having the quarterback in the center both be captains is seems like a fitting thing yeah Montana. question for the um coach prime ogs in the chat does he do traditional captains because mm-hmm. i know he does like a leadership committee remember like right right they had like different markings on their uniforms for different yeah. things he kind of does the rotating captain thing yeah. he was doing that last year too yeah um montana i think would be a great captain yep uh would love to see the c on travis hunter too that would that would mean a lot. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Faith Rush Money. Was Trevor Woods recruited for linebacker out of high school? I don't think so. No. 
he was he was too way too small to play linebacker coming out of high school. Um, I think you could get him up closer to the line of scrimmage, but he's his build isn't built for a guy who can like add a you know. 20, 30 pounds and become a linebacker. Yeah, he was recruited as safety, um, listed at 6'1", 190, so I'd probably a little bit smaller than that coming out right. high school. And that, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I guess if you got him up to 220, 225, you could theoretically have him play linebacker. Right. Well, I think he's around there or listed at that on the Colorado website. What's Demoy Kennedy listed at? He was like 6'2", 225. So there you go. He's kind of uh, a slim for a linebacker. Yeah, Trevor Woods only listed at 200. That's what I mean. Yeah. And so you go, you're going to put – I just – it doesn't make sense to me. He looks like a safety, though. When you look yes, at him – Yeah, he plays he, like, a, like a strong safety. Yeah, he doesn't look like – he he'd get washed out at linebacker. Yeah. And all I, due respect, but – And, I mean, he's he, he could do some things. Right. But, yeah, when you go up a te- against a team who wants to get their offensive lineman to the second level and he's having to like take on blocks from yeah. a center yeah like utah or oregon like with trevor woods at linebacker is a bad recipe yeah so i think what we're trying what, what a lot of people are trying to do is like there's a log jam at safety right yeah, they're, they're trying, trying to, to say over. like okay we, we we believe you that trevor woods is good can he play a different position yeah. <laughs> and uh, i think yeah maybe you can use him at that fifth that star, you know, role star role a little more coming off the edge or yeah. whatever, lined up uh, uh, tight, but he's going to play safety. Yep. Next question from Darren. Who was the better quarterback, Cordell Stewart or Darian Hagan? Cordell? Not a fair comp. Um, Cordell Stewart by a lot, but that's because Darren Hagan was he's an, option quarterback. an option quarterback. I mean, he literally. Uh, off what, what what was the story uh, i think it was charles johnson yeah when charles johnson wanted to step away from the football team going into his senior year right um darian hagan said no 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 you be the starting quarterback i'll move to running back uh-huh. like that's how good of a runner darian hagan was yeah. he was just like i could play either one uh-huh. um so cordell stewart was like a freak mm-hmm. at the position i mean he was like cam newton before cam newton yeah um so he was definitely the better quarterback. That reminds me. Someone messaged or sent us a, a Twitter reply or something and told us to watch Winston Watkins Jr. YouTube video. He plays for Cam Newton on a 7-on-7 seven seven team. Cam Newton's coaching a 7-on-7 seven seven team. Yeah. Interesting. And Winston Watkins is an absolute dog. Is he big? Um, not small. He's very okay. smooth. Okay. Very, very smooth. I thought you got to send me that. I will. Uh, it's a great watch. Um, but yeah, plenty of cam in that video. I did not expect that going into that, but uh, interesting. That. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Uh, next question from Renegade: Why did Nebraska change their field to astroturf in the '80s? Everyone changed to astroturf in the '80s, didn't they? Yeah, I have no idea. Terrible. Oh, I know. This is a, this is a joke. Oh, is it? Yes, but explain it to me. It's a little bit. I don't know if it's aged well. I'll let them answer it in okay. the question in the comments. <laughs> I'll ask you after. Um, Jabriel, why won't Pac-12 start their own streaming service? Uh, I think that's something easier said than done. Please, for the love of God, do not trust the Pac-12 to do yeah. something like that. Um, <laughs> I, it's not. It's not very easy. I mean, honestly, Alyssa might be able to speak to this a little bit about like a independent entity trying to create their own streaming service like it's not that simple no you'd 
have to pay so much money for it too, likely. Yeah, for sure. Because, um, like, it's been one of those things that's discussed in the altitude, you know, dispute. Is like, why does an altitude just create their own streaming service? Like, right. The cost of that is a lot, um, but also the operate the operations that you have that go into running something like that. Uh, I I for one do not trust the Pac-12 at all to put a good product together when it comes to that. Like. I've used some bad products when it comes to streaming services, and I'd almost just rather illegally stream it. Yeah, yeah. Than like have to deal with some shitty product that like doesn't work half the time. That question reminded me of a sicko's committee tweet that what? I just retweeted, <laughs> and he goes, he's at the gas station with one of those screens uh-huh. uh, that's showing the weather and whatever, like TV and not whatnot, and he yeah. says, "Excited to get the Pac-12 network along with my weather and a car wash here next year." Oh my god, that's so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man come on pack 12 step it up step it up big tz back again with the super chat coming through for the spring game tailgate see you let's go big tz we're gonna have to it's turn up that so tailgate, bro. <laughs> it's gonna be so lit <laughs> this is gonna be like uh like human history the most lit spring game tailgate ever it's gonna set the expectations for the nebraska games so high for me and i'm will i'm willing to bet that those expectations are exceeded by what happens yep yep i feel much more comfortable interacting with people that watch this show at the spring game than i do at the nebraska game <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> so that's a good dark side of me uh-huh it's gonna be uh i can't wait man it's gonna be a fun time anything else Alyssa? That was it. So there you go. 62 to 36 day. Um, it was a good time. Well, Renegade, why don't you tell the, uh, the the chat what the punchline of the joke is? Come on, Renegade. We're all waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. The, I'll, I'll, I'll finish it for him. It said the Nebraska went to AstroTurf because the cheerleaders kept uh, grazing on the grass. Yikes. <laughs> there it is. So... Um, Yes, one of the many, uh, many <laughs> Nebraska jokes that have uh, been around for many years. We're going to have to have a, during Nebraska week, just like a Nebraska just dog on them segment. Maybe the last segment on like Friday or something, just where you get to rip into them just I for would, 10 minutes straight. Yeah, I would love also, like we got to get Matt McChesney on that week. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe even Bobby Pesavento. Like here's some of the, I would love Lawrence Vickers. Like here's some of the. The real stuff yeah. from behind the scenes. <laughs> would be amazing. Um, well, there it is, guys. Is the spring game fixing to be the modern-day Woodstock? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't put any expectations on it. I'd just rather wait and see at this point. Yeah, we got we to gotta get some stuff together. We'll, get, we'll, get, we'll start getting it. it figured out. We're working yeah. on it. Um, all right. All right, that's all we got. <laughs> see you guys tomorrow. Let's go Buffs. <laughs>